0: 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.
1: He us right past
0: Marshawn to the net. What One-timer score. Leon Dreisaitl. What a play by McDavid. Dreisaitl's got it back. Ten seconds to play. He What one-timer score. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and
1: Eskimos. 630 Chad one game underway in the NHL. The Minnesota Wild with a chance to jump into a playoff spot tonight. Leading the Washington Capitals 1-0 early in the second period. Later on tonight, it is San Jose at Anaheim. The Western Hockey League playoffs start this evening. We'll keep you updated once we get deeper into the games. And you'll also hear from Trevor Redden, the play-by-play voice of the Prince Albert Raiders on CKBI in PA. And they are the definite favorites going into the WHL postseason. The Oil Kings face off tomorrow. Game one against Medicine Hat, 7.30 at Rogers Place. And then game two, also at Rogers Place. That is 6 o'clock on Sunday. The Edmonton Oilers getting a win last night over the Columbus Blue Jackets by the score of 4-1. They host Ottawa tomorrow. The game's on 6.30, Ched. The face-off show will be at 12.30, and the puck will drop at 2. So here is how it looks in a very congested playoff race in the west and of course uh, as i said last night on overtime open line the edmonton oilers are still in a position of disadvantage when it comes to the playoff race my good old favorite site sports club stats now has the oilers with a 0.8 percent chance of making the postseason that is up from 0.3 a couple of days ago if you're scoring at home and like looking on the bright side of things So here's what we're looking at right now. Colorado and Arizona both have 78 points. Colorado is ahead because of the tiebreaker. Minnesota just one point back. And as I mentioned, if they were to beat Washington tonight, they would uh, leap ahead of those two teams and put the Oilers six points out of the playoffs instead of five. Chicago and Vancouver both with 74 points. Edmonton with 73. Tomorrow, everybody plays... Minnesota will play again. They'll visit Carolina. Arizona will be at New Jersey. Colorado and Chicago play each other. Vancouver, home to Calgary. Edmonton, home to Ottawa. Then on Sunday, Colorado and Chicago play again. This time in Chicago, it's a home-and-home. Arizona will play again against the New York Islanders. And Vancouver will take on Columbus. So everybody playing twice this weekend except for the Oilers. So, unfortunately, the opportunity for them to fall further behind, or again, if you want to look on the bright side, and I won't stop you from doing that, they uh, will have a game in hand on these teams as we move into next week. So that is the situation there. The Oilers farm team in action tonight. That game starts a little bit later on. The Bakersfield Condors will be taking on the Ontario Reign. You are welcome to chime in tonight as we get your weekend started. The open line number is 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Ken Hitchcock, he's a lot of things, and he's never a bad quote after practice today at the downtown community rink, I was asked about that playoff race. Well, you know it's not looking so bright. What do you think of uh, where you're at here? No,
2: they haven't counted us out. We're in the hearse and we're going up to the cemetery. So let's cut the b- will you? Like we're now in the hearse. We're now entering Boot Hill. So somewhere between we're on that road. We're on that road from Yuma to Boot Hill. So. Um, it's up to us in the locker room. We keep, we keep popping our head up and keep staying alive. And the rest of the people, we're hoping they pull us out of the hearse and put it down into you. So we'll see.
1: Well, interesting little <laughs> story there from Hitch. We are in the hearse and on the way to Boot Hill the famous cemetery in Arizona, which, by the way, I looked it up. It's about five and a half hours away from uh, Yuma. But that was Hitch uh, earlier today after the Oilers practiced. uh, Lines looking the same as they were Yesterday, Jujar Kara once again, not on the ice. Uh, He is still officially listed as uh, day-to-day with uh, an undisclosed injury, but obviously he had the issue with his foot a few weeks ago that kept them out of uh, nine games in a row. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or check them out online at furnacefamily.com. This is going to be fun later on tonight. Uh, Sir Vincent Rogers is going to check in, offensive lineman for the Edmonton Eskimos. First time we're going to have him on the show since he signed as a free agent. So one of the uh, stories over the last couple of days at a season seat holders breakfast yesterday, uh, Bob Nicholson made some comments about Toby Reader saying that he wouldn't be brought back next year and that if he had 10 to 12 goals the Orthers would be in a playoff spot and uh, he apologized to Reeder in the afternoon and today after practice we heard from Reeder the first time his reaction to the comments and some of the things that have uh, happened since
3: then. you look at it and uh, you, you, you kind of can't believe it, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's disappointing and, uh, and, um, and I'm offended by it. Um, you know, I'm the first one to admit uh, I don't have a good year and, uh, you know, uh, it, it has been, uh, it has not been an easy season for me and, uh, you know, it's been hard and, uh, but I'm still going out there and uh, give a hundred percent every time I'm on the ice, uh, every game and uh, try to help the team win. So, uh so, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, tough to read uh, that uh, somebody got singled out like that and kind of thrown under the bus, but, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, it is what it is now and, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, I'm not a proud of the season I'm having and, uh, you know, like I said, I'm the first one uh, to admit that uh, uh, I'm not playing to my capabilities, but, uh, yeah, uh, I think it went a little too far and, uh, and uh, uh, I think Bob knows that too.
1: All right, so again, Reader said Nicholson called him yesterday afternoon and apologized. He said his uh, his teammates had to have his back. Hitches had said, said some nice things about Reader over the last two games. Look, Bob Nicholson made a mistake. I, I don't think he should say that about the about a player in public where it makes it sound that specific on, on one guy for the team's uh, failings. I'm certain Bob Nicholson doesn't actually believe that, but it didn't come out sounding very good. The comment about not being brought back next year. I think we all know that. Reader is a restricted free agent. Uh, however, again, there there is no GM in place for who's ultimately going to make that decision. So uh, perhaps a little premature to say that, though. Let, let's face it, Reader's not going to be brought back. So uh, Nicholson made a mistake. He has apologized. Reader obviously not happy about it, but uh, he's dealing with it and trying to move on. So that's the latest on that story. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 We have Elvis on the line. Elvis, nice to hear from you. Hope things have been well. Yeah, Reed, you know what
4: this weather is amazing. Uh, I'm having a good time with the weather and I, I wish my hockey team was doing a little bit better and to uh, Bob Nicholson's uh, remark there I think I think the biggest thing is there's been a lot going on with this club and it just seems it just keeps on compiling compiling and I don't think he, I don't think he really realized what the impact would be uh, if, of his statement. But that's the least of their worries with that. They've got a lot of homework to do and things to do, and I sure hope that uh, they, they, they find the right GM for this, for this team.
1: Well, you're right. I mean, that's Nicholson's biggest decision. I mean, this this comment aside, the the, the biggest thing he's going to have to deal with is is hiring a new general manager, and we don't know when that's going to happen i mean i i I, rob and i did some hot stove stuff at uh, a couple of these breakfasts earlier this week and we may not see a gm until june depending on who the candidates are because you may be waiting for teams to be eliminated from the playoffs before you can even do interviews which could delay a decision even if you have a top candidate uh i mean ideally they would like a gm for the draft and they would like a coach by july 1st because if you're going to recruit free agents they want to know who the coach is Uh, that's 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 personnel position number one for players in deciding where they're going to go who who am i going to be coached by
4: absolutely and you know like i i look i I look i look at this organization and i i I think they have an opportunity here like everyone's saying oh there's going to be a two-year rebuild just a different media i'm listening the reports coming out of toronto and stuff like that i don't believe that for a minute i think you look at what the flames did after missing the, the playoffs last year Uh, Maybe they weren't in as much cap trouble. but And you even look at the Toronto structure, what they did over the years. They need someone that's going to come in here and make some harsh moves, and he's going to need support.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a big decision for sure, Elvis. Uh, Well, I'm one of the people who would be saying that I I think that they're two or three years away from being a cup contender, personally. I mean, can they make the playoffs next year? Sure. I, I, I mean, we'll see what, what they add and how some of the players do. I, I don't know if they can take a huge step forward next year. Hey, if you're in another camp, I hope it goes that way <laughs> because yeah. we'd like some playoff hockey back here as soon as possible. Thanks, Matt.
4: Yeah, you have a great uh, – enjoy your evening and enjoy your weekend, reading. and uh, thanks for uh, – I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I, I have no idea how you guys do it. I mean, you guys are getting – Stuff thrown at you every day. It is good media, but it can't be good for the fan base. Have a
1: great night, bud. Okay, Elvis. Well, don't feel bad for me. Uh, Toronto up forty-one thirty-two on Oklahoma in the NBA. By the way, five minutes into the second quarter. We have Joe online too. Joe, thanks for calling. You're on with Reed. Hi, Reed. Um, just
5: calling in, thinking about the Oilers. I'm also a season ticket holder. Have been since nineteen ninety-three. Okay. A long time. Lot of lot of excuses over the years. I guess my my if you look back here, the owner has done all that anyone in Edmonton could ask. He spends to the cap, he's built us a new arena, he tries to go out and support the team by giving them all the resources they need to be competitive. So he's done what he can do. The fans have been supporting unquestioned for years even though the on ice product is not good not good enough maybe it's we have some good players but the the team is not good other than two or three years in the last 25 we haven't been very good um so the fans are there the owner is there the management can't seem to wait to blame other people and everyone says it's the gm well what about the senior part of the organization that hires the GM? Why is why are they he, why are they, I guess, so exempt from being, you know, fired? Look at look at what they've done. They've allowed this guy Shirelli to basically pillage the team and put it in trouble, and now we blame Shirelli and everyone who's still around gets to sit back and say, "Oh, it's Shirelli, why didn't they get involved when they had The the opportunity. I I was at a season ticket holder session yesterday. Now that we're going to start blaming players, I think we should blame a a president who can't seem to make a good choice on anything they've done.
1: Well, Bob Nicholson hired Shirelli, so that was his hire there. That's the only GM he's hired. Uh, So now he has to hire again. I mean, he is going to be the guy making this decision whether some people like it or not, so I don't know what else to tell you there. Uh, I mean, look, Joe, it's, it's pretty simple how it actually works with a franchise. And I don't know if you ever listened to Bob from Noon to Two, but he has Brian Burke every week on, on Thursday. And, yep. and Burke explained, you know, does a GM have autonomy? Does he have to check with other people? And, and Brian Burke was a GM for multiple teams. And he says, I made hockey decisions, but I always have to run it by the people above me. But by the same token, the people above me didn't hire me so they could veto half my decisions. Right, I mean, eventually, Shirelli got fired because of the decisions he made. He had the final call on hockey decisions. I, I mean, it's actually, it's actually quite simple. He was hired, he didn't do a good job, he was fired. Sure, he's going to tell Nicholson and Daryl Cates, "Hey, I'm doing this trade for this trade," but ultimately, they're going to say, "Well, we hired you to do it, and you're the hockey guy." But if the team doesn't get better, he he was he was ultimately canned. I mean, it's pretty simple. And sometimes I feel when the Oilers try to explain that to people, they they muddy it a little bit because it's almost like they're afraid to give the simplest explanation. I mean that that's how it works. shirelli has gone. Sure, other people are accountable, um, but you know when you're in that chair, that's what's happened, right? I mean, it's like sometimes the CEO of a company is 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 let go when the stocks are falling, even though there may be. Poor guys, you know, got people not doing a good job in individual stores. But I hear I hear what you're saying, and, you know, I, for sure, I mean, Bob's going to be under question here, but he is going to be the guy making the next hire here.
5: Fair enough, he should. But when he goes off and, you know, blames players and blames everybody and sits there and basically says it was the GM or it will be the GM, and what's the point of a CEO that um, can blame everyone else and sit and, and pretend that he is almost like the rest of us, sort of waiting for the next GM to fix it? When I mean he's the GM's boss. It shouldn't be. It, you, and you know, if you're gonna call out players, you better be ready to say, "What have you done for the team? What have, When's the last time you paid to go watch an Oilers game?" I've got. and 16-year-old boys who refuse to go to Oilers games now because they're tired of watching this. You know, they don't know what it was like. I guess they're not infected with what some of the older people have seen in terms of an amazing on-ice product that we haven't seen in a long time. So I don't know. I just feel like, you know, if, if Mr. Nicholson is going to call out on GMs, coaches, and players, he should be looking first at himself and saying, "Oh my goodness, this is all me. This is my doing."
1: Uh, well, okay, but I mean, it's not his doing that Reader hasn't scored. Like, he shouldn't have said that about Reader. But you he, want him? Easy to, take, to point you, the fingers at to... other
5: people, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh, sure it is. Well, no, that's that's fair. I agree with some of what you're saying, not quite all of it, but the debate is the good part. Thanks, Joel. You're welcome. All right, we'll get to more calls in a couple minutes at 622 Inside Sports on Chad.
0: This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader 630 Chad.
1: All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Some text here to 63630. Richard says, I have no faith in Bob Nicholson to pick a new GM. March says this comment about Toby Reader, though definitely not right, has been completely blown out of proportion. Everyone should just calm down. And the Fizzler writing in, why are people shocked by the conduct of Burger Bob, and associates? You'd think after watching the Oilers for the last 20 years, people would have clued into the fact that the OEG may not be the best hockey minds in the business. That is from the uh, Fizzler. And uh, getting a, a visit from the Fizzler on the text line, kind of like, kind of, kind probably like, Winning the lottery, but, like, winning $5 on a scratch ticket. Like, it doesn't happen often, but it happens every once in a while that you feel good. That's what it's like getting a text from a Hey, you got a
3: coffee and a donut out of it, so it's all good.
1: We have William on line three. Go ahead, William.
3: Hey, Reed, how's it going?
1: I'm doing quite well.
2: Oh, where do we start here? Reed? you said that you figured they're two, three years away from being a cup contender?
1: Well, sure, optimistically. I mean, it's hard to see beyond... The next few months, but I don't see them being in
2: the playoffs for the next five, seven years. They got no defense. They say they got no goaltending. Well, they got no goaltending because they got no defense. Uh, Nicholson. Well, he's been there. He's got a goal. You know, he's in charge of this and that. He's the one that hired if they, they, they talk about what he said about Reader. Well, what about Gucci and all these other guys that they they give big contracts to? You know, they had goaltenders, they had Dubnik at one time, they had uh, Bressois at one time, and then they let them all go. And the upper man has been like, oh, listen to Bob's show here a while back uh, in the afternoon, and he said that Wayne Gretzky these guys aren't involved. But when when, uh, when McDavid was hurt, they showed him in Nashville. They're, well, who's in the press box with McDavid? Gretzky. And then they were, I think, they were in Philadelphia. Who's there? Gretzky. You know, he he's part of being the decision-maker here himself. Like, that whole upper staff, That whole... That whole organization is going to get
1: shut down right from top to bottom and start fresh. Well, well Wayne Gretzky doesn't make hockey decisions. He's hardly uh, You're going to tell he's, me he's that when that around.
2: airplane lands in Edmonton, Keith doesn't pick him up at the limo, when they don't go get Kevin O and McTavish and Grant here and go zoom around and, and, and make decisions? Oh, come on. You know, it, 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 this, this is going on way too far, like unbelievable. Like tomorrow you got Ottawa and uh, and Edmonton there, and uh, you got, well, we know Ottawa's situation. So you got two teams, the worst teams in the league, going at it tomorrow, and their management talks to their players about their plays like that. And another thing that takes me off is what McDavid said after they played New Jersey. We took them lightly. Well, last night, looked, they were five points ahead of New Jersey. And they took them lightly? Like, come on, people smart will it's what you say and let's if i was if i was the owner of the team i would get a hold of seattle right now and say for sale this is terrible
1: get a anyway hold of seattle, seattle's, seattle's getting an expansion team william
2: i know that but this the way the orders are going right now like i said i, I toronto and vancouver and calgary are going to win Stanley Cups. and like you had a caller that said there that calgary turned it around well calgary even though they had a bad year the other year there they, they had good defense we got no defense it's going to take another five, seven years before they even make the playoffs.
1: Well, maybe. What are you going to do about it in the meantime? Well, there's nothing you can do about it. As far as
2: Rink being sold out, they'll always sell out. Cause, uh, well, I'm from Lloydminster. You're from Lloydminster. There's always people that buy season tickets. The Rink will always be sold out.
1: Yeah, I worked in Lloyd for seven years. Yeah, it's, I know it's that. a great there. place to yeah.
2: work. Yeah, and uh, the Rink will always be sold out. But, God, you know, these. <laughs> I, I still get back to the old boys club. Still got to change things up there.
1: Okay, thanks, William. Yeah, good. We're back after the news.
5: Your home for breaking news and expert opinion inside sports
1: with
0: Reed Wilkins on six thirty, Chad.
1: Wild and Capitals now tied one-one late in the second period. Greenway and Connolly, the goal scorers in that game. Only one other NHL contest tonight. Later, Sharks will take on the Ducks. Oilers tomorrow home to the Senators 2 o'clock at Rogers Place The face-off show here on 630 Ched will start at 1230 We will have Trevor Redden in the uh, next few minutes uh, 10 to 15 minutes, well maybe a little less than that He's the play-by-play voice for the PA Raiders in the Western Hockey League They're the favorite going into the playoffs Had an incredible season, 54-10-4 and They're going to take on Red Deer in round one, we have Phil on the line Phil, go ahead Hey,
7: reed you know what when joe called in he pretty much nailed it there's one thing that i do disagree with him on okay uh and that is when he said that uh, daryl cates has done everything that he can um well, i'd like to point out in contradiction to what he says is that that money that these players get get paid that's not daryl cates's money that Money comes from the fans. Those people who pay twenty dollars for a beer. Those people who pay three three hundred dollars for a seat. Those people who pay two hundred and fifty dollars for a jersey that they throw on the ice. That's where the money actually comes from. It also comes from the taxpayers of Alberta that uh, forked in a lot of money to build that arena. On that on that point, I disagree with Joe. The rest of it, I agree with him totally. And you know what? It was about a couple months ago, Reid. I read a, a newspaper article where some journalist put his finger right on it, and he said that the problem with the Oilers is nepotism. N-E-P-O-T-I-S-M. The old boys club. And you know what? What, what uh, Nicholson said there about Reader, you know what? That shows it right there. Everybody says, oh, Shirely had total uh, control. Well, you know what? That comment that he made, this totally destroys that line of thinking. It says that he says things to people. Now he said it to the world about particular players. Shirelli didn't have total control, okay? When, once we got rid of McClellan, and I know you guys like McClellan. I didn't like McClellan. Hitchcock always puts it on himself or on the team as compared to McClellan, who was always making it run downhill, okay? Now we've got optimism, we've got positive thinking with Hitchcock, and still from higher up, we have it running downhill. I called in, talked to uh, you and, uh, and, um, and your buddy there, Bob. Uh, Rob, Rob Brown. Brown. Rob Brown, just the other day, along the same lines, okay? Who, when is it that Kate is going to step in, I said, and do something about this, okay? You know what? Uh, As you know, I own a business. I actually own two of them, okay? And no, you don't want to be looking over your employees' shoulders all the time. They have a job to do. But you know what? When there's a certain aspect of your business that is not performing the way that it should be, at some point in time, you step in and you say, hey, what's going on here? Why are we not successful? How can we improve ourselves so that we can become successful? Okay? This is where I say that Daryl Cates at some point should step in and say, Bob Nicholson, what has been the problem for the last four years since you've been here?
1: All right. So uh, you as a fan, what are you going to do about it?
7: You know what? That's the wonderful thing about Edmonton, and we all know it. Just like the guys are saying today, you know what, the season tickets are going to be sold, the house is going to be full every night, and as long as that happens, I guess Daryl Cates really doesn't care because his pockets are getting filled, right? And that's where Edmonton being a one-horse town, that's what we've got. And, and, and the thing is, is that we got the horse behind the cart, and that includes the media, Okay who doesn't see it this way. You gotta realize that the dollars that are paying er- everything, the oil is an Entertainment Group, and I'm, I'm gonna assume that includes up to you and including yourself, okay? That doesn't,
1: that's not Daryl. Whoa, whoa, money, whoa, whoa, no, no, okay? you're not allowed to say stuff about me that isn't true. I work for <laughs> Chorus Entertainment, which owns 630 Chet.
7: Okay, well I assumed, and I said that I assume, right? Okay, um, anyways. To, to any, that money belongs. To, it just comes from the fans, and I think that's who should be listened to with regards to this. And you know what? Listen to your own program, and listen to the people that call in because those are the people who are who Well, have
1: I'm going to go challenge out. you there, Phil. And I, I mean, I take uh, hundreds of thousands of calls throughout a hockey season, and there are a lot of varying, different opinions.
7: Well, absolutely,
1: uh, and that's fair. This is a forum to talk about the team, not run the team.
7: Oh, well, granted, granted, but you know what? When, when, it's, when it's the people who have the vested interest, okay? I mean, you're getting calls from season ticket holders. You're, uh, myself, I'm an experienced businessman. I've been a businessman all my life, okay? And, and I'll tell you another thing. Um, uh, Stauffer there, okay? I a good guy. He's got a decent sense of humor and everything and, and whatnot, right? But you know what I notice when I listen to him? Hello?
1: Yeah, we're here, man.
7: Okay, I just got to peek because I'm ignoring your call. What, what, what I hear, Stauffer, you know what? He dumps on three guys on this team. You know who those three guys are? He'll dump on dry saddle. Oh, dry saddle, got to get his feet moving, okay? He'll dump on Reader hard, and he dumps on Nurse. Do you see anything reason why those three in particular would have you called Bob and asked games? him?
1: Like, what am I supposed to do? Speak for other people now?
7: You know what? You talk to Bob <laughs> every day. The rest of us don't. This is this, this oh, is. I don't our, tell
1: I don't tell okay. him how to do his show, and he doesn't tell me how to do mine, Phil.
7: Well, I don't know. As a fan, this is what I hear. Okay, and and you have this call-in in show where fans and people and ticket holders and. People who throw their jerseys on the ice call in and express their views. That's... You're, you're in the media. Media is a communications venue, right? Communications works both ways, buddy. You know what? I've taken up enough of your time. I'm not going to be like Scott from Boston and just waste airtime here.
1: What do you mean, uh, media? Who am I... Wh- what are you... you saying I'm not communicating with people who call in? That's all I do, Phil.
7: No, what I'm saying is is that you as a, as a person in the media and, and accepting calls that come in and, and having your talk show like this, you have an avenue, and you are an avenue, and this is why people call in, is because you are an avenue and a venue whereby you can transfer the, the communications that come in to those who you rub shoulders with in the organization.
1: Okay, well, I'll try to do a better job of that, Phil
7: appreciate it. And like I say, I'm not going to be like Scott from Boston and just ask for a bunch of time, wasting a bunch of time. Scott, you know, he can be funny and everything, but, you know, sometimes he's a little much.
1: Okay. In Thanks Phil. All right, appreciate it. Uh well, this is a treat. Former Canadian heavyweight boxing champ Ken Lacusta. Ken, it's nice to hear from you, man. How's life?
8: <clears throat> oh, great. I uh nice to hear from you. I see you're under the uh under the gun pretty good tonight, so uh, I wanted to phone in and uh, just say a few things. Can I say about four or five things and and that would be good?
1: Of course. I love hearing from you.
8: Yeah, the first thing I'd like to say is that you've got a tough job. I mean, when they're winning, everybody's happy, and you know, they've been doing so good the last little while, 9-5, to five, we should be happy, but it's always easy to knock, and it's easy to say, I've been an Oiler fan all my life, and it don't matter if they lose 400 in a row. I'm still an Oiler fan. But I, I, look, at it this way. I look at it different. It's easy to knock, right? <clears throat> but uh, people make mistakes. Bob Nicholson made a bit of a mistake. Hey, who hasn't made mistakes? Somebody hasn't made a mistake. Tell me who it is. I'd like to hire them as being the president because people make mistakes. The guy's a pretty smart hockey guy. When it comes to Keith Gretzky, they should take this guy. This guy's sharp. He was a scout. That's the guy you want. Someone who's been close to the drafting, the draft table like he was in Arizona and Philadelphia. Someone who's, who's been, around, been around the young players. That's what you want. This is the kind of guy that's in the in the groove with all the people, all the young guys coming up. The last thing I want to say, I love Keith Gretzky, by the way. I don't know him, but I think he'd be a heck of a heck of a good general manager, and I hope they don't overlook him. The last thing I want to say is, listen, you've got number 97, number 29, number 23, uh, number 93, those are the three forwards that I just love, three center icemen. You've got Nurse and Clefbaum. If you can't build a team around those five guys, you know, and I think Nicholson, obviously, is going to get a chance to do that. And I know he can do it. All he's got to do is build around those five guys, and I don't have to tell him that because he knows that, and I know we'll end up we'll end up where we should be, right back in the top with the orders of one five 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 Stanley Cups, and not too many teams can say that.
1: Ken, it's always great to hear from you, buddy. We've got to catch up again soon, okay? Oh, for sure. Give me a call. Thanks a lot. Former Canadian heavyweight boxing champ Ken Lacroix,
4: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Fusta calling in on the open line. Scott and Bill are up next. Inside Sports on Ched.
3: Hi, this is Ryan Neeson Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
1: The Nuge with his career-high 25th goal last night, in that Oilers 4-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. It cost the Blue Jackets a playoff spot for the time being. Montreal won and jumped one point ahead of the Blue Jackets. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Got time for a couple more calls here. We have Bill standing by. Bill, how's your weekend so far? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing quite well, man. It's nice to talk to all these people. Uh,
0: I wanted to talk for about 20 seconds about baseball but it's going to directly tie into the Oilers here.
1: Oh, sure. I'm um, curious to hear this. Go ahead.
0: Uh, back in 99, um, Bobby Benila was playing for the New York Mets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And
0: yeah. he had a bad season. And they needed to sign another player, but they also needed to free up cap space. Okay. So they, made a con- they uh, renegotiated his contract <coughs> for a decade in that case. But he ended up getting something like twenty million. Okay. By the end of it. Right?
1: Yeah, I vaguely remember something about that. Yeah.
0: Um, do you think there's something that we could do that way with Lucic to get, you know, to release him?
1: And... Oh no, they can't. They you can't renegotiate the contracts in the NHL. They're guaranteed.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure on that. No,
1: that's I a good. Sure that's that. a good question. Yeah, I get. We get a lot of different questions and suggestions. Well, what I wish I remember the gentleman's name about a month ago. He said, because Luch has to approve wherever he goes, if, if he goes, right? But do you think that he would actually,
0: I think that he would be open for a trade, because it might be, it, it'd probably help him.
1: Yeah, he might go to, and, and, and I, don't, I don't
0: think that Luch is a bad player at all. I think he's just in a bad place for himself You
1: right know, now. You know what, I was talking to a, a scout at an Oilers game the other night, because guys come in from other teams, as I'm sure you know. And yep. he said our team would take him for a million bucks or even two million bucks, but you can't pay him six for the role he's in right now.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, yeah, no, that was just an idea that I had, like, that maybe we could even, you know, if somebody was going to take him for a couple of million, That's the
1: extra that he's getting. Yeah, the Oilers would have to retain. They'd have to retain some salary. Yeah, yeah. I did not expect to be talking about Bobby Bonilla tonight, and uh, I gotta admit, I don't follow. I don't follow (laughs) baseball as closely as I used to. But thanks, Bill. Yeah, you take care. Okay, I'll try to get in a couple more guys here if we have time. We have Dale first of all. Hey, Dale. Hey.
6: Uh, sorry to bother you, but I got a little bit upset with our buddy Phil there. Um,
1: Dale, first of all, it's, it's an open-line show, so you're not bothering me. That's, that's the show. <laughs>
6: okay, well, like I said, it, it, I wish you would do a little bit of math. He seems to think that because people are paying, let's say, on average, about $150 a seat, that somehow that covers the, the, the salary of players like McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins right at the salary cap and I don't think that Gates is making any money off this at all When it gets right down to it it might keep him from going broke yeah but I doubt very much that he's getting rich and when I hear somebody who claims to be a businessman that runs two businesses and for some reason or other can't do that simple math I don't really have a problem with that
1: well yeah, I mean Phil calls uh, calls often, so uh, you know I'm, I'm happy to hear from him. I mean, what, as a consumer, I, I understand what he was saying. Well, the fans are paying for the, all this and all this and all this, but as a consumer, once you um, give somebody else your money for a product, it, it then becomes their money, right? Like if if I wrote a if I wrote a book, and you bought it. That's now my money because you paid for my book, right? Like, <laughs> so. Well, no, you're right, Reed. But
6: but the simple fact of the matter is is that it's not as though the, the, you know the product isn't there in a lot of ways. These guys aren't going out there and dogging it. They're not mailing it in. Maybe we don't have the the horses to get us there all the time and whatnot. But they're not dogging it. If you watch that last game against Columbus you realize that these guys are going out there, and they're trying as hard as they can.
1: No, the roster's not good enough, man.
6: That Yeah, I agree 100%. It's the roster. It's not the players. It's not Gates. It's not, you know, and the roster wasn't created by Nicholson either.
1: Dale, i got to get one more guy in, but thanks for calling, okay? okay? Yep, yeah, no problem. Take care. All right. Uh, Doug, you're going to get the last call tonight because I got a couple really cool guests in the next uh, next hour here. I can give you about 45 seconds, okay? Go ahead.
8: Thanks, Reed. Real quick, um, <clears throat> a lot of angry people out there. Don't blame it at all. I'm angry too. Um, they can be ticked off with Bob's comments all they want. At the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter what he says or what he doesn't say. At the end of the day, it matters what they do going forward next year.
1: Sure. Um,
8: I think he's caught somewhat between a rock and a hard spot. I think there's certain people that he wants to interview. It's been documented that he can't talk to them until their seasons are over. I know he said he'd like to have a GM in place before the draft, but it may be difficult because if he's not happy with the guys that he has interviewed, if he's wanting to interview other people, again, caught between a rock and a hard spot. And I understand people being mad, like I say, but at the end of the day, we can all be mad as much as we want. It depends what they do going forward next year, like I said. So just hope
1: for the best, I guess, eh? Doug, it's Friday. I hope you're enjoying a beverage once you're off the phone here. You betcha. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, really appreciate the calls at 780-496-0063. Great stuff. We will uh, get one of our uh, favorites on the show on after the 7 o'clock news. Mark Kennedy, one of the greatest curlers of all time, has unretired. I think we all saw that coming. And Sir Vincent Rogers from your Edmonton Eskimos, all in the next hour.